The term modest fashion uh, at the beginning kind of came with a stigma, something, you know, associated with pressure uh, and uh, Muslim women dressed uh, with these loose, comfortable, shapeless attire. So. But I think in fashion in general, the term has evolved with time. Today, I see modest in fashion, uh, also in jewelry, as a different form of freedom from trends and stereotype, with pieces that are elegant, uh, unapologetic, also for a style-conscious woman that really know what they want. And that's also what I try to do with, the, with my jewelry work. Hello, everyone. So today I am with Madalena. Hello, Madalena. Hello, and thanks for having me. Well, thank you for accepting my invitation. And uh, first of all, could you please introduce yourself in like two sentences? Sure, my name is Maddalena Bearzi and I'm uh, the owner of my eponymous jewelry uh, business, Maddalena Bearzi, based in Los Angeles, California. Well, thank you very much. So uh, the first question is related to the theme of the podcast, which is modesty. And as you are a jewelry designer, I would like to ask you, what is your definition of uh, modesty, maybe in uh, jewelry or in fashion in general? Well, I think in fashion uh, in general, uh, the term modest fashion uh, at the beginning kind of came with a stigma, something, you know, associated with uh, oppression uh, and uh, Muslim women dressed uh, with these loose, comfortable, shapeless attire, so they are black head to toe. But I think in fashion in general, the term has evolved with time. And now covering up doesn't necessarily mean wearing plain uh, and completely uninteresting clothes anymore. And today I see modest in fashion, uh, um, also in jewelry, as a different form of freedom from trends and stereotype. Um, so with pieces that are elegant, uh, unapologetic, uh, and... Uh, uh, also for a style-conscious woman that really know what they want. And that's also what I try to do with, uh, with my jewelry work. Hmm. And I like the fact that you use the word uh, conscious because also some people tell me that they, they, they relate modesty to sustainability, you know, because you should be conscious of the way you create clothes and maybe also jewelry as well. And I tell you this because I know that your jewelry is inspired by nature. So do you think that your jewelry uh, exudes a form of modesty? Uh, yes, in that sense, absolutely, yes. This is uh, for uh, um, style-conscious women. They know what they want, but they're uh, also they really care about uh, the environment and being sustainable. I think sustainability and nature, sustainability and jewelry can go hand-in-hand. Uh, hand. And uh, that's what I try to represent with, uh, with all my pieces. Hmm. And I just have a question after we'll be able to talk more about your jewelry design, but I know that you define your brand as an organic jewelry brand. So what is an organic jewelry brand? Uh, yeah, I, I call it organic uh, in a very loose sense uh, because my pieces, uh, I think, have organic forms. They are inspired by nature and uh, um, they're 
every every piece every piece that I make has a, a nature inspired story, and how I make them, how I think about these pieces, I see in a very organic way. Mm, that's interesting. And uh, to come back uh, first of all uh, with your background, what did you study? Well, I have uh, um, an education, my educational background, uh, it's uh, in science. Uh, and as a scientist, uh, I graduated from the University of Padova in Italy uh, with a degree in natural science, uh, as you can probably uh, guess from my accent, I'm Italian. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then later on, I received a PhD in biology and a postdoctoral fellowship in education at the University of California, Los Angeles. As a jewelry designer, instead, I'm mostly self-taught. Um, I took a couple of uh, classes at UCLA, but have learned. And, sorry, and sorry, I, I cut you. But how did you come up to study jewelry? Because from science to jewelry, there's a big gap, I guess. So why did you want to study jewelry? Well, the, there is and there is not because uh, I am. Um, I always been fascinated with the animals and the natural world and science. So I followed my dreams. I became a marine biologist and a conservation advocate for whales, dolphins, and other species. But the strange thing is I always felt this need to express my love for nature in other way, using basically my other side of the brain. And uh, before I expressed uh, this imagination in drawings, in writing and photography, and then uh, I, because I was always curious about uh, uh, different materials, uh, I start uh, um, joining a sustainable and very distinctive uh, textile elements with uh, things that I found uh, during my travels, like uh, uh, vintage charms and stone and reclaimed metals. And then uh, a little bit at the time, this textile-based creation led me to a focus on more uh, one-of-a-kind metal jewelry. I was very fascinated by using metal. So I started to uncraft pieces in silver, in bronze, in gold, in brass, uh, mixing this metal and creating, as we talked about it before, these uh, organic, uh, organic forms. And where did you study jewelry? I really uh, didn't study jewelry much. I'm mostly self-taught. I have learned uh, some techniques from a couple of great uh, master silversmiths uh, like Harold O'Connor or Gordon Wainwright, but mostly I'm self-taught. And what was like the first maybe months of the creation of your brain? What did you do first? Because as you are self-taught, I guess it must have been kind of difficult in some way. Well, I start, uh, uh, again, I started from a textile and, uh, and that was uh, not very difficult. Metal was uh, way more challenging. So I start from learning really basic things. My first, uh, I think my first, the first things I ever did was a brush from my mom. It was a tree cut off from a, a piece of, uh, a piece of brass. Um, But a little bit at the time and uh, with a lot of uh, passion and enthusiasm that I put into this, uh, um, I learned more and more. And when did you launch your brand? 
I launched my brand in uh, 2008. Uh, I was at the beginning it was called Neko Designs when I was still doing textile work and then became uh, uh, my uh, Maddalena Bearzi, Maddalena Bearzi Jewelry, given my own name. And and like uh, how do you always find the uh, inspiration for new designs, for new collections? Well, I, I think it's really easy because I find inspiration uh, all around me. Um, it's, you know, nature uh, is, all, uh, is all around you. Uh, mm. If you only open your eyes to see it. And uh, nature is really an endless source of inspiration for me. I can find inspiration during a day spent out with dolphins and whales on the ocean for my research. I can find inspiration in a leaf found on the ground while walking my dog here in Los Angeles. It's really it's so easy. Sometimes I can't keep up with my own ideas. I sketch all these things and then I just like to have days that will be a lot longer than what they are to have time to make everything. And so you do everything by yourself, from the sketching, drawings, to the realization of the jewelry itself. Yes, yes. I do everything by myself. I cast some pieces, but most of my work, it's really, truly one of a kind. And even the pieces that I cast, I are all finished by end. But everything uh, uh, they present in my website that I sell to stores and galleries here and also in other places in the world are all one-of-a-kind pieces. Because as we mentioned in the beginning, I really believe the woman wants something to feel unique uh, and mm. uh, they want something they, 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 they have and nobody else has. And I think my jewelry offers that. And so how did you find your clientele? I guess, first of all, it was friends and family. Then you went to stores and galleries. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, at the beginning, it started a little bit just as a hobby. So I was giving my jewelry to friends and family. And then uh, I walk into stores and walk into gallery. I always wear my pieces and I, and. Um, owners of stores or galleries started asking me, wow, who did you make that? And, uh, and it basically started from there. And, uh, and I got more and more attention. And, um, and then what, is, as, what started as a hobby became uh, a real business. So I basically have uh, three parallel careers. I'm uh, uh, the director and uh, founder of a non-profit uh, organization, a non-profit organization called Ocean Conservation Society. I work as a journalist too, and I write books, and uh, I work as a jewelry designer. Well, it's a lot. How do you manage to to juggle these three like? Uh, well, three I, I, I I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I think uh, uh, you know they're all uh, as I mentioned at the beginning. They're all interconnected in some way. You know, mm. my work as a journalist, uh, my books uh, are inspired uh, by my work as a scientist, uh, and my work as a jeweler is inspired by my work as a scientist. So, uh, so they're all connected. And the other thing is, uh, um, you need balance in your life, and I think uh, the jewelry—it's uh, my creative, creative part of the brain—kind of balance mm. my scientific part of the brain and i think we all uh, we all need that 
Mm. And, you know, if we come back to your jewelry brand, what is the jewelry design you created that you like the most? I think it's my um, Balena uh, collection. Uh, these are inspired uh, by whales uh, and dolphins that I see in the field. And as a scientist, I studied these animals in the wild for over 25 years. And uh, I'm completely against keeping this animal in captivity. Uh, so I designed this uh, pendant and then this series of jewelry, and my pendant show a whale uh, diving into the ocean. It's kind of a statement piece called uh, balena, that means whale in Italian. And uh, I think that's the closest to my heart uh, so far. Hmm. That's interesting. And also I saw on your website that all the, the names of the jewelry are in Italian. Why did you choose to have an Italian name for your jewelry designs? Well, uh, uh, I guess because I'm Italian and I like, uh, I really like my language and I like the, the Italian name for uh, jewelry pieces. And uh, like Balena to me sounds so wonderful as a name <laughs> and it's so simple. And, uh, and I guess uh, living in the United States also keep my connection uh, to my country and my origins. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting. And, you know, I saw um, a jewelry design that I like. I will put the link in the description. It's the, I don't know if I pronounce it well, but it's Onda Rugente con Spuma Ring. What, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. It's Onda Rugente. I don't know how to oh, say it. Oh, Onda Rugente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, no, that's, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, that, those are other designs that are inspired by waves. You know, that's uh, a lot of pieces. Uh, um, a lot of inspiration for my pieces come from my work out at sea. I spend a lot of time out on the ocean. So the waves, the animals in the ocean, the ocean itself, uh, uh, they are all a great source of inspiration for me. And you do all these forms by yourself with your own hands. Yes, I have a studio and a workshop. Uh, over time, I bought everything I needed to um, go from an ingot of silver or a piece of uh, brass or a, or a precious, semi-precious stone to a final piece. Everything kind of grew up with time. Well, that's really impressive. And uh, what could we expect from uh, Madalena Berzi in the future? Do you have some new projects or new collections to come? Um, uh, yes, I always have new collections and new ideas. Uh, I don't know what will be next. That's, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think uh, it's, uh, it's the beauty of it, <laughs> not, knowing, <laughs> not knowing what it comes next. So you don't plan, you just go with the flow and with your inspiration. 
I go just with my inspiration. One thing that I don't do that that maybe bring you back to the uh, to the modesty in uh, fashion is that I don't really follow trends or stereotype. Uh, um, I do what I like to do. Uh, I make pieces uh, that I want women uh, to wear and feel unique. And uh, I also don't. Uh, if people ask me to make a piece that they that they want, I usually say no because I really need to follow my own uh, my own inspiration. Oh, so this was actually my next question. So, like, we can't uh, come to you and say I'd like you to do this. Well, if you if you tell me I want me to do something in very in general, yes. But if you give me a design, I usually say no because that's really not part of what uh, what I do and what I believe in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. And now, if we uh, come to the next uh, part of uh, the podcast, which is about your inspiration, what would be three brands or designer that uh, incarnate your vision of modesty in fashion? Well, I'm not uh, very familiar with uh, uh, Muslim brands. So to stay, I guess, close to home, um, I think uh, uh, Dolce Gabbana, which are Italian, came out with a great uh, and elegant collection inspired by modest fashion. And I I really like them. They also make great jewelry to go with these clothes. They are inspired by... um, the Sicilian uh, uh, region, which is the region that I love. Um, others that comes to mind may be like uh, Jill Sander, Oscar de la Renta, um, and, uh, and for jewelry, uh, if we're talking about jewelry, um, because I really think uh, jewelry can allow a woman to express herself uh, really well. So in a way, it's perfect for modest fashion. Um, I think, uh, again, Dolce Gabbana, because they impeccably marry their clothing with jewelry or Van Cleef Arpels, or, or, of course, uh, mine. <laughs> I want to yes. <laughs> statement piece inspired by the natural world. I think those are perfect uh, because they, they embrace many of the things that we talk about it. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Mm. And if we talk about artists, like, uh, do you have some artists that could maybe express your vision of modesty in art? Well, uh, staying uh, with uh, Italian names, I will uh, just also because the sculpture is called modesty, I will think about Antonio Corradini. There was a sculpture during the Baroque period. And he was famous for all this sculpture of uh, veiled figures. And uh, maybe, uh, you know, you in his sculpture, you see the body, you don't see at the same time. So there is this kind of a space for both mystery and this uh, uh, modesty. And I, I, I love that. And, uh, and more in general, um, Maybe, and, and I know that this may sound counterintuitive, uh, but the Renaissance period from, you know, Sandro Botticelli, the birth of Venus, uh, or, uh, or other artists during that time, like Leonardo da Vinci, or uh, I think uh, um, the Ghirlandaio, uh, that they were, uh, uh, you know, painting this, uh, uh, 
either painting or doing sculpture of a woman doing these portraits that really remind me of uh, of modesty. Mm. So really Italian art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we're Italian, of course. We have I'm Italian. My mind goes directly there. <laughs> and uh, would you have a, a fashion or art exhibition that you went to that left you speechless? Uh, oh, there are so many, uh, many, many nature exhibition, of course, because I love nature. But one that I remember since I was a child that I went to see several times when I was in Italy was, again, um, Italian uh, yeah. uh, photographer. And, that, and he wasn't a nature photographer. His name was Mario Giacomelli. And, and I like him uh, because of his uh, simplicity of his image and also because he taught himself how to take photographs. And he has this exhibition, uh, very simple, called Pretini. That means uh, little, uh, little priests, tiny priests. And show a series of images uh, of uh, taken in this uh, seminary in the 60s. In Italy, and uh, and, and just show this this uh, tiny priest uh, dressing black in the snow, and mm-hmm. I was shocked by the beauty, the power, and at the same time the simplicity of this uh, of this photograph. So that's something that somehow stuck in my my head. <laughs> and it was in Italy. It was Italy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And maybe you have another exhibition you could talk to us about. Oh, my goodness, I go to so many, um, again, many photographer, photographers uh, like Paul Nicklin, you know, sometimes they do exhibition of photography in nature that I, I just, uh, um, I went to exhibition of National, Photo- National Geographic photography and uh, I love nature photography. And mm. uh, so I, I'm like... Uh, always amazed when I see these images uh, of uh, animals uh, and especially knowing that many of these animals now are uh, endangered or critically endangered. Mm. So in general, nature really inspires you. Right. And uh, if we talk about maybe uh, other sources of inspiration that you have to feed your creativity, Uh, do you maybe uh, read some books or blogs or magazines to feed your creativity? No, not really. Uh, I read a lot of books, uh, uh, but most of the books that I read are now related to um, jewelry or my creativity. I love uh, um, books that are completely completely different, not mostly non-fiction books. And uh, I don't really... Uh, read uh, um, fashion magazine I read mostly either scientific magazine or interdisciplinary academic journals like the Hedgehog Review um, I I look around uh, for creativity uh, I like to look at what other what people wear but I'm not really uh, as I mentioned before my inspiration really comes from nature and the natural world So I read a lot of books uh, uh, on jewelry to learn the techniques that I did, 
but um, and I look a book of other artists, but I don't really. Um, I feel like uh, I need my own uh, inspiration. Hmm. So maybe you just need to walk around in nature to find the uh, inspiration. Exactly. That's the only things I need to do. I just need to go outside my house. Uh, even now with the virus, I just, uh, you know, I can even go in my garden and look a rock in my garden uh, or uh, a flower or a leaf or a lizard or anything. And uh, if you see my jewelry, uh, there are all kinds of animal and uh, plants or um, of anything that's uh, related to nature um, that's represented in my work. And, you know, to talk about nature, what would be your favorite places on Earth uh, where you are the most creative? Or where I, you think, I think it's the ocean because as a marine biologist, I spend a lot of time on the ocean, uh, above the water, I under the water. And uh, it offers so much inspiration in, in uh, everything you see. I have many pieces inspired by the bottom of the ocean, by the um, intertidal zone. Um, they are inspired by the whales and dolphins and, uh, again, the waves of the sand. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, that's a great source of inspiration. And so maybe that's why you live in Los Angeles. That's, <laughs> that's, that's one of the reasons. The main reason is my husband is American. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really interesting. And the last positive word, maybe not necessarily related to fashion, but in general, uh, what evolution would you like to see, uh, I would say, in the world? Well, uh, talking, if you're talking about the fashion industry, I assume, uh, I, I would say the use of more sustainable material, the better respect our natural world. Uh, and we are heading in that direction. We are really making an effort right now in that direction, but I think too slowly. Um, especially in fashion, uh, we use so much material and there is so much waste. So I really think that's something that uh, we need to rethink our way, our way to, to do fashion and also to, to think about fashion. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting. Well, and uh, the last word, if we want to find you, where can we find you? Well, you can find me online uh, at com. That's uh, my uh, website where uh, you can learn more about uh, my jewelry work or my pieces at their natural inspired story. So you can learn more about each of my pieces. And uh, I think uh, that's it. And then I'm in uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook uh, and so this in the social media as well. Okay, well, thank you. I will put all the links in bio. And uh, once again, thank you very much for accepting my, my invitation. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> Have a great day. You too.